0: Welcome to Friday's Child the Podcast, formerly known as Life School ME. When I started Life School back in June 2019, my vision for where I wanted to take the podcast and how it would grow was not 100% clear. I knew I wanted to interview inspiring women and share their stories, but there was no grand plan. And that's okay. I'm a firm believer in starting before you're ready. But after falling pregnant with my beautiful daughter, Mabia, and deciding to focus on the world of bumps and babies for series two, I discovered a new passion for all things related to pregnancy and birth. The things I learnt about the female body and birth during my pregnancy journey have changed me forever and ignited a newfound passion and love for this subject matter. So Life School has been reborn as Friday's child and during this series I will be talking to first-time mums, childbirth educators and industry experts on all things motherhood. Whether you're newly pregnant, a first-time mum, or maybe you just want to find out more about the world of babies and motherhood, I hope you enjoy listening to my wonderful guests and that hopefully you can take away some helpful information and insights. Now let's get on with the show. My guest today is Siobhan Miller, mother to three boys and the powerhouse founder of The Positive Birth Company. Shavon is a Royal College of Midwives accredited hypnobirthing teacher who developed the Positive Birth Company's hypnobirthing framework based upon her years of experience helping women prepare for birth, along with her master's degree in psychology. Siobhan is also the best-selling author of Hypnobirthing, Practical Ways to Make Your Birth Better, the creator of the award-winning digital pack and postpartum pack, and the concept advisor behind Apple's top 20 app of the year, the Freya app. It was an honor to speak to Siobhan. She is an absolute inspiration to me. So without further ado, here's my conversation with the founder of The Positive Birth Company, Siobhan Miller. Siobhan, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I am honestly so excited about this chat. Your whole company video content everything that you produce really helped towards my positive birth and I just believe so much in your ethos about creating a positive birth whatever that looks like so I can't wait to get into this today. Um, Can we start by you sharing a little bit about your background and your journey to creating the Positive Birth Company?
1: Sure yes so I guess my journey started when I was pregnant with my first child and that was all the way back in 2006. And um, at that point, I hadn't heard about hypnobirthing at all. Um, I went to the free classes that were available at my local hospital, but I generally was quite uninformed about what to expect. Um, I'd heard a lot of horror stories, so I thought, this is going to be terrible. Um, I didn't know about things like induction, that there was um, benefits and, and risks as well. You know, I just really didn't know much at all. So um, I was given, and I was induced when I was eight days past my due date. My labor lasted two days. Um, I didn't really eat or sleep in that time, and I had a lot of intervention. I had an epidural. I had basically everything. <laughs> I had everything, and then he was born in theatre um, with by uh, with the assistance of forceps, a forceps delivery. Um, and so the whole thing was. the opposite of how I want women to feel when they give birth it was very disempowering it was very frightening I felt really out of control and then postnatally I suffer I suffered with what I now know is postnatal anxiety when I was in it at the time I didn't know but um, in retrospect I know that that was postnatal anxiety so that was my first experience of birth and um, I did think it was horrible and I thought it was as I expected in some respects because that's all I'd ever heard no I never heard anyone saying birth could be an amazing experience so I carried on living my life and then seven years later I was pregnant with my second child and that's when the story really changes for the better because I heard about it then pardon how many years did you oh,
0: say sorry.
1: then seven seven years so and I mean- had my second son yeah oh, okay
0: so quite a gap so quite a few years later yeah
1: yeah quite a few years later so I had um I was pregnant yeah with my second I had heard about hypnobirthing people told me it's amazing you know you can have an amazing birth experience and this is the first time I heard people talking positively about birth so I thought I've got to find out what this is so I signed up to do a course it was um about 300 pounds I expensive but I'd heard I'd only heard good things about it so I went a lot long and within the first session my eyes were just opened to the possibility of how different birth could be. I learned about the science behind birth um, and just not only did I feel really excited about my second experience of doing it but I understood so much of what had gone wrong the first time Mm. and how I had the power to do things very differently and that really was a really big moment for me. And I was able to then enjoy my pregnancy, prepare for birth in a really positive way. I felt I couldn't control how birth went. You know, I couldn't, I could prepare for a home birth, but we all know birth is unpredictable. But I felt really confident that whatever happened, I would feel differently because I could make choices and I understood that it was my choice to make, you know, decisions. They were my decisions to make. And I had a framework to help me with that. I had tools that would help me to feel relaxed and in control So, yeah, I felt really great. Um, I went into labour just before my due date. I gave birth um, on the sofa at home in front of the Christmas tree. Um, My labour was two hours, 20 minutes, start to finish. So it it couldn't be more opposite than my first birth experience. I felt on an absolute high after I gave birth. I did have some blood loss afterwards. I did have to go into the hospital. Nothing could take away that amazing feeling that I felt. I felt on an absolute high and it lasted for weeks afterwards I felt invincible and whilst that was happening in my personal life I'd actually already left my career in digital marketing to retrain I'd gone back to uni to do a psychology master's and I wanted to be a clinical psychologist so I wanted to help people I want I knew I wanted a career where I could make a difference to people's lives and so simultaneously these two things happened I graduated from my master's I had this incredible birth experience, and I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to teach people hypnobirthing. I want them to have these amazing birth experiences that are possible. And also, I really want to make this accessible, because at the minute, it's not not very widely spoken about. It's very expensive if you have to do a course. There's so many factors that prohibit people from being able to do it. And I thought, this is education that everyone should have access to. Everybody giving birth should have the opportunity to know how their body works and have some tools that are going to help them make the experience better. So that's how the Positive Birth Company came to be. I trained to be a hypnobirthing teacher. I set up my business. I started with free videos on YouTube. Um, I made an online course. And, yeah, it's all it's all grown from there, really.
0: Honestly, you're such an inspiration. And I, I did a hypnobirthing course, and I did one... Because of COVID, it was actually via Zoom, so it was online. Meant to be in person here in Dubai, but ended up online. Um, But Everyone else, I met a few girls at the beginning of my pregnancy, and everyone else did your digital pack. Um, So they did it at home with their partners. um, And although I was doing mine online with someone here in Dubai, I did actually watch, I mean, almost all your videos. (laughs) And I used your Freya app as well brilliant when I went into labor and I think there are so many misconceptions about hypnobirthing a lot of people when they fall pregnant they either sort of fall in two camps I think they're like me where they go "Mm, I've heard of it and I want to know more or they go oh that's so hippie that is not for me I don't want to invest in it I've heard it's quite expensive so what do you find are some of the biggest misconceptions around hypnobirthing
1: I think that one of the biggest misconceptions is that people think hypnobirthing is slightly hippieish and a bit alternative and a bit out there um, when actually it's very scientific and it's really evidence-based and it's much closer to doing a science class than it is to doing um, you know any kind of alternative practice so that's the first misconception and the second thing I think which is a big factor is that people think hypnobirthing is for people who want to have an unmedicated birth at home with no intervention and hypnobirthing will absolutely without a shadow of a doubt help you achieve that if that's what you want it will help you have that um low intervention you know medication free birth if that's what you're seeking but it will also help you massively if you're having a labor or a pregnancy that's more complicated or there's challenges that arise in your birth experience that were unforeseen Or if you're having an induction or even if you're having a planned caesarean, there's actually no scenario where hypnobirthing won't help because essentially you will know more about what to expect. You will have a toolkit you can rely on to help you stay calm and focused um, and in control. And you will have a framework that will help you navigate any difficult scenarios that might arise. So you can stay feeling in control, informed, able to make choices, and ultimately have the best birth for you and your baby on that day. So it really is for every birth. And I think that's something that, um, yeah, people have a misconception around who hypnobirthing is for, or you have to be a certain type of person to benefit from it. But actually, it's for everyone and every birth.
0: It's so true. And I, flooded my brain with positive birth stories, a lot of which you amazingly provided, because I thought this could go any way. And because I'm doing my birthing course, I feel really empowered that I will be coming from a place of choice and education, but I know that this could go any way. So yes, ideally I wanted a natural birth, but I know that I don't really have control over how it's going to unravel on the day and anything can happen. So I flooded my brain. With positive birth stories, I watched inductions, um, elective C-sections, emergency C-sections, epidural, because I thought there's so many amazing positive stories out there and that doesn't equal natural birth.
1: No, I think positive birth, again, that whole phrase positive birth is another one that's got a lot of misconceptions around it. And people think a positive birth is a vaginal birth. But actually, all births have the potential to be positive. And all of those amazing positive birth stories that you mentioned, those come from our community. And, you know, we're so honored that we get to share them. But when we say we have this group where there's positive birth stories shared every day, that doesn't mean that we have stories of, you know, home births with no intervention and no drugs shared every day. We mean these are positive stories. So Women may have had um, inductions or have had intervention or assistance, or they may have had an unplanned cesarean, or they may have had a home water birth. But we share positive stories in all forms. And I think that's one of the hugely amazing, like magical bits about that community that you get access to through the digital pack is that you actually come to understand that all births can be amazing and that actually going into it with an open mind and prepared um, is, yeah, the best thing really that you can do.
0: So what would you say, what does a positive birth mean to you, if you had to sort of sum it up in a sentence?
1: Yeah, it's, it's how you feel. You know, I always say that a positive birth isn't how the baby's born. It's not that a vaginal birth is positive and a cesarean birth is negative, which is a, a big misconception. Mm-hmm. It's actually how the mother felt during the experience, because it's the feelings that last a lifetime you know over time it doesn't matter if the baby was born vaginally or was born um, via cesarean or born with assistance what matters is how you feel when you think about your birth experience and you can go through your whole life and every time you recall that day feel very upset and, and you know suffer a trauma or you can recall that day and be reminded every time you think about it how strong and resilient and invincible you really are and it you know feel that euphoria almost. And that is an invaluable thing. So having a positive birth to me means that you were informed, you made your own choices for what was right for you and your baby. You were respected, you felt calm, you felt in control. Um, Those are all of the kind of main factors I think that feed into somebody coming out of their experience and being able to report that it was positive for them.
0: Yeah, I could not agree more. And it's something that I feel so passionate about now I've had my baby, which is why I'm so lucky to be able to even have this conversation with you and reach more women because even people close to me that were either pregnant at the same time or became pregnant after I had my baby, we'd be chatting and they were like, do you know what, I just don't think hypnobirthing's for me, you know. I had a cesarean the first time. That's probably going to happen again. And I'm like, no, that's not what it's about. I I really, please, please, please just have a look at it. Go to the Positive Birth Company. It's really affordable. Check it out. You can do it at home in your own time. Because when I, the, the minute I became pregnant, I wanted this to be such an empowering experience. And I really didn't have an emotional, emotional attachment as to what that looked like. I just wanted to be informed and totally aware. Because... Out here, it's a little bit different to the UK. It's not midwife-led. It's very similar to the US. So you have your OBGYN, and she is your sort Mm -hmm. of constant throughout. You have midwives at the birth, but they're slightly sort of below in sort of decision-making. It's the doctor that kind of signs everything off. And so many people I come across feel like their birth just happened to them. And it's that's still... Mm -hmm with them is sort of a sadness and they look back on it and they feel all sorts of emotions and I was so determined to not let my birth happen to me I just wanted to know all the facts and over the course of of the six weeks we did our birthing I learned so much like you said about the actual physiological side of what happens to you when you're giving birth and what do all these different forms of production mean and a baby has to work really hard to be born as well I didn't know that I didn't know the baby had to turn and so you learn so much sort of I feel like it's it's a proper education it's not just you're learning how to breathe which I think a lot of people think it is um yes that's another misconception it's just breathing it's so much
1: more than breathing
0: yeah breathing is such a small part of it and it and you know I watched a lot of hypnobirthing births where the mothers were very zen and really were breathing their baby out. And I was not one of those, but I was calm, but I was not one of those breathing your babies out. I was making all sorts of noises, but I felt in control, calm, and I wasn't scared. Um, I just didn't look very zen from the outside.
1: (laughs) Um, It's all about the feelings. (laughs) It's all about how you felt.
0: In exactly design. i want a little bit about Just how the company can support women after their baby. so particularly during the fourth trimester so obviously you can help during pregnancy with your amazing courses and videos and content but how do you support once baby has come
1: yes yeah, so we have our postpartum pack for that fourth trimester and that's a whole series of online workshops that you can watch you know from your own house wherever you are in world. you can work through them at your own pace you know you can obviously you've got a new baby at this point so you'll you know you might be interrupted a lot but you can just keep revisiting it and um it also comes with mp3s access to an online community for ongoing support um lots of different things but the workshops that we have were actually shaped by our community so we first of all had our online hypnobirthing course and so many people said we felt so confident going into birth you know we knew so much we felt great you know we had an amazing birth but then when we came home with our baby we didn't feel prepared at all and then we felt overwhelmed and underprepared and you know it all sort of didn't feel as positive anymore and we kept hearing that so we thought we really need to do something to continue that support for once the baby's born and so we spoke to our community we asked questions we did a lot of research and actually the workshops were born out of speaking to our community and them telling us what they wanted so we have a what to expect workshop that's with the consultant midwife that's all about the hours and days and weeks after baby's born what to expect for you and your baby we have a feeding, infant feeding workshop. We have an infant sleep workshop. We have maternal mental health. We have a physical recovery workshop, and then we have a yoga and well being workshop. And so each of those um, are led by leading experts and they cover sort of the whole, everything you need to know for the fourth trimester. So the people can feel just as informed and empowered and confident navigating those early weeks and months as they did when they were going through their birth experience.
0: I think that is so important to you have your birth plan but put a postpartum plan in place as well because hopefully your birth is just one day and then what happens
1: yeah and I it's, the, it's the, then what happens is the whole part. lifetime yeah there's yeah. a lot of focus on the birth but actually the birth is just that I mean just it's not just it's an incredible like life-changing moment but it's a day like you say or a couple of days but then you have your baby for the rest of your life. (laughs) And that's really where the work is, is done. And I think a lot of people focus on the birth and preparing for the birth and not so much on what happens afterwards. And it can be really tough. Like there's a lot to learn in a very short amount of time. And so having kind of a place you can go for support, having access to experts, to get that advice that you need when you need it. I thought that was, yeah, what we really needed. And especially with it being digital, if you need help or advice in the middle of the night, you know, you don't want to make an appointment the next day to speak to somebody a week later, but you can just sign into the the postpartum pack and watch that video right there and then and get some support like immediately. Um, And also I think so much postnatally, the focus is on the baby and actually the mum almost gets forgotten about. So our postpartum pack is, a lot of those workshops are about supporting the mum through that physical, emotional, mental healing that is going to happen afterwards.
0: It's amazing. I did a lot of Googling and WhatsApping at four in the morning, sort of like taking pictures of my baby feeding, like, does this latch look yeah. right? I can't tell if she's getting enough food because I, I, I really didn't put a lot into my postpartum plan. And I kept thinking that I had a smooth birth. I felt really positive. I felt great. But I could see how that could spiral very quickly if you don't have things in place and if you didn't have a particularly positive birth experience or a traumatic one because it's really overwhelming. And I had support and I felt great, but there were days where I was really overwhelmed and I thought, my goodness, thank God that mentally I feel strong enough and I'm still on this sort of high from giving birth because this is really hard. And you just have a million questions, don't you? Particularly with your first, in those early days, the questions are just endless so to be able to just go somewhere trusted like you said at any time of the day i think is yeah invaluable
1: yeah it can be really tough i think the postpartum period and um i think also like sleep deprivation you know you're tired as well so you're having to think about a lot and learn a lot whilst being also really tired and that overwhelming responsibility of a new baby and it can be really hard And i think yeah a lot of people might think they're the only person that's going through those emotions and those feelings. And so, yeah, I think part of what we offer with our online courses, both the hypnobirthing one and the postpartum one, is that access to that community, because it's in there that people find that sort of support and solidarity and connection, which is so important, especially now with the pandemic, when people might be prevented from accessing all the usual sources of support, whether that's through friends and family or going to play groups with their little one, meeting people and being able to have those chats in person whilst that's not able to happen those online communities i think are yeah really invaluable and important
0: yeah just just to be able to connect with someone that is going through it in this in real time same as you yeah i think it bonds you instantly and i was lucky enough to have a couple of girls that i'd met pre lockdown and we we had a whatsapp group and honestly they kept me through i don't know what i would have done without them because we were just in it together and messaging all hours of the day and it really helped and I was so lucky to have that and if you're I mean the UK still in a lockdown hopefully coming out soon yeah. um, but to be able to access that online and still connect with people even though you can't go to the groups and um, do things in person I think it's just it's wonderful. Uh, we, we also, have, also actually huh? have
1: free. I, I was just Sorry, gonna say I'm about not not our bump, bump clubs you know our free bump clubs they're on facebook if you go to our facebook page which is the positive birth company go to groups you can actually join a bump club for free which is a community and they're all based on when you're due so you can connect with others that are due at the same time and so if you are listening and looking for you know a place to go to connect with others then do check those out
0: oh that is just amazing i love that um, I wanted to ask you, how do you juggle running your empire and also having three boys? I mean, you're a mum of three, and you're doing all this incredible work. How do you manage it?
1: Um, it's it's been yeah, it's been a, well, it's been a crazy twelve months. I think you know more so. I always used to say the juggle is difficult with kids and work. The juggle is always you know challenging, but the last twelve months have been particularly so because for most of the year, my three children. have been um at home with me because the schools have all been closed in the uk so there's been no childcare. so it's actually yeah it's just sort of been a mad 12 months they only went back to school on monday so you know i'm only just coming out of it um so yeah it's it's been really hard and but then i don't want people to think oh it's this is like this superwoman complex that people think oh i see that person you know she's got three kids she's running a business like you know she's doing all this amazing stuff but behind the scenes something always has to give you know I can't be a wonderfully present mother and also run a business it's not possible so a lot of the time I'm running my business and I'm having to neglect my children um you know and put them in front of the telly or something because they're not at school and I need to work and that's been really hard you know, feeling constantly guilty not feeling like you're not doing your best at work but not doing your best with your kids either so um it's just been a case of muddling, muddling through it and trying to do our best, really. But yeah, I don't want anyone to think it's some kind of like superpowers that I've got because it's not something you always has got to give behind the scenes.
0: Oh, thank you for being so honest. I mean, I struggle and I only have one baby who's almost eight months old and I feel guilty constantly because I need to get some emails done. I'm home alone. OK, put her in the swing, put baby sensory on and I just feel awful. But I think, well... Uh, I, you know I have to do what I can and okay she's not in front of the tv all day every day but you know that mum guilt I think from the minute they put your baby in your arms for some reason you just feel guilty about something um, yeah and it's really hard to shake um, and you've just yeah we're just all trying to do our best aren't we
1: yeah, because you want to do your best. You care so much about your child or your children, and you want to do your best. So I think we're our own harshest critics, and then we live in a world where we can like open up social media, and we all do and, like literally in our hands, and we see everybody's presenting their best lives, and then you feel like you're not doing as well, or you're not, you know, you could be doing better. So it's a yeah, real really complex thing to navigate but I think trying to be gentle with yourself and knowing that you're doing the best that you can and you know that you you love your child your children and yeah you're doing your best that's that's really all all you can do so
0: yeah I'm definitely guilty of going on social media and sort of falling into that trap where logically I know people are just posting the photos they want to and everyone wants to sort of show the highlights um but I some if I'm feeling a little bit down on, on a particular day, I will try and stay off social media just because I know that I can then go down that rabbit hole and sort of then start beating myself up. Um, but equally there are some amazing mums out there who are really keeping it real and I just love it. Um there are some fantastic accounts where you do feel that sort of connection and you're like, okay, it's not just me, it's not just me that struggles with weaning or struggles with you know sleep or whatever it might be. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, I feel sometimes.
1: It's it absolutely a double edged sword. I think social media can make you feel really awful and it can also bring so much support and community. We are just talking about those Facebook groups and I think just choosing, you know, what you're engaging with on social media, you have the power to do that. I think that's so important. You know, if there are accounts that you're following that are not making you feel good or making or having a detrimental impact on you, then you can unfollow or you commute. Um so make sure that you kind of yeah, curate what you're seeing so that it's beneficial for you at each point in time
0: yeah absolutely you you are in control of it so if there is something that's making you feel not so great just unfollow it (laughs) you have the power to do that we'll be right back after this short break as an expat first-time mama i know firsthand how hard it can be to find your tribe particularly during these very strange times we're all currently living in Playdate is an interactive platform where mums and dads can help build their child's social circle and avail awesome discounts and deals. Born here in Dubai, Playdate is currently available for download on iOS and Android in the UAE, USA and UK. Users can share stories, create memories and expand their child's world, all through the ease of a single app. It only takes a few minutes to set up your profile and start exploring. Set your preferences for age, gender, your child's interest and browse parents and children in your neighborhood, nation or worldwide. Once matched, get instantly connected with mums and dads using the chat feature. Organise playdates, mama meetups, share ideas and make new memories with new like-minded friends. To make your experience even sweeter, swipe through and discover incredible offers, exciting goodies and fun-filled events for you and your little one. Playdate's fabulous founder, Shamim Kasabawi, was a guest on the podcast for episode 5 of this series, so please do go back and have a listen to my chat with her to find out more. Build your child's social circle today with Playdate. Download now on Google Play and the App Store. Now let's get back to the show. So before yeah. we go into our quick fire round, well, I wanted to ask you about your TTC pack, um, because I came across a video on YouTube last week, tell yeah. a little bit about that?
1: Sure, that's um, our newest online course. It's only just launched. So TTC stands for trying to conceive. Um, And it is similar to the postpartum um, uh, pack in terms of it's a whole series of workshops, all delivered by different experts, leading experts in their field. And it covers everything from understanding your fertility, so the kind of science behind actually how the whole thing works, um, helping with family planning, Um, Learning about ovulation windows, tracking your cycle, an introduction into assisted conception if you do need help. Got a workshop on nutrition, a workshop on relaxation because these are known um, factors that uh, affect your fertility. Um, A workshop on sex, keeping sex fun um, and healthy whilst trying to conceive when you could be putting yourself under a lot of pressure. It's a really comprehensive um, pack designed yet to educate people about fertility, conception and um, assisted conception as well, and family planning. And it's basically all the education I feel people should have got at school, but they didn't get. um, And wanting to provide support for people who are at the very start of their journey, recognizing that actually one's journey to becoming a parent starts before You get to doing a hypnobirthing course when you're already pregnant, that some people are trying for quite a considerable amount of time. So, wanting to make sure that we were supporting those people too and recognizing that the journey, it is a journey and can be, is actually, um, yeah, people need help and support then as much as they do when they're pregnant or postnatally. You know, we're told so often at school about contraception and preventing pregnancy. I think we're all led to believe that it can happen so easily that actually is quite shocking for people when they uh, discover that that's not the case. And again, you know, we worked with our community to create the pack. So everything that we were told people wanted to know more about, and we surveyed over 11,000 people and gathered all of this information. And I think it was over 70% said that they um, were surprised by the time it took to get pregnant. Um, And a similar amount felt they didn't know enough about trying to conceive and fertility and family planning. So yeah, this massive kind of, we don't get the education when we're young. We don't tend to talk about it as adults because we've got this kind of culture of secrecy around it. Um, and it's a bit of a taboo. And we wanted to make sure that we were working to have those conversations and support people through that difficult time as well.
0: It really is a bit of a taboo and we spend all our lives trying not to get pregnant and then when you yeah. make that decision to okay I, I you know I've met the right person and I want to get pregnant I know it doesn't happen like that for everyone but if you you get to a point where you're ready and then it doesn't happen it's like oh hang on a minute I thought it was really easy to get yeah. pregnant and it just isn't spoken about enough and and not enough people and people are starting to do it now so I follow some wonderful accounts who are starting to be really open about the fact that they're actively trying to get pregnant and I'm going to document my whole journey not just once I'm pregnant but we only really see people when they when they're posting their bumps not many people want to divulge that information and say well actually it took us a couple of years and we had to go down this route and that route so I think it's wonderful that you've created this business that can support you from the very beginning until when you have your baby in your arms I think it's yeah I think it's just magical. Yeah, I mean, it, is, it is a journey, I
1: keep using this word a journey, but it is a whole journey and we want to make sure that we are supporting people at whatever point they are. Um, and you know we've had people that have done the digital pack and had their babies and now it's you know we've been doing this for so many years now that people have gone back around to trying to conceive again and you know maybe conception isn't happening as quick as it did the first time round. and I hope we can help those people because like you say it isn't it isn't spoken about and it can be especially triggering when you are trying to conceive to see pictures of people with their bumps and babies and actually you can feel very isolated because you feel like you're the only person who's having a difficult time but you actually you don't know the stories behind all those pictures that you see on social media and what those people had to go through and how long it took because it's not spoken about so um, yeah again trying to create a supportive community and making sure that everyone has access to education and support um, to make the journey a better one
0: well i just think the work you do is life-changing and i think having you know i'm only seven months into having my little girl and for me it changed my life forever i mean it completely it opened me up to this new world particularly doing my hypnobirthing course and i just think what you're doing is so important because how that journey of getting pregnant and having your baby you know you will never be the same again and you're helping women have a really positive journey and positive experience and for me i just think that is yeah it's it's so important so thank you um i i get very passionate when i meet pregnant women now and i have to really keep a lid on it because not everyone feels that way but i want to just i just want to give them so much information and and I, I'm finding it quite a funny one to navigate if I'm honest because it's something I feel really passionate about but it's a very sensitive subject and I don't come from a place of you know I'm not a hypnobirthing teacher I'm not a doula I will be one day um
1: but yeah I mean I said my, uh, this is how it started for me I felt very passionate I started no. telling people about it and then the next thing I knew I'm a hypnobirthing teacher and I started my business so um you know that that might be something you find yourself doing
0: yeah, let's see. Um, Siobhan, we're going to do a quick fire round now. Um, okay. So sure one piece of advice for first-time mums listening? It uh, would be do a
1: hypnobirthing course. <laughs>
0: get, get informed,
1: I believe. Knowledge is power. The more that you know about how your body works, what's going to have a positive impact or a negative impact, and what you can do to ensure you're producing the right hormones, for example, um, and how to create a birth preferences template, what your choices are. Um, yeah knowledge is power do a hypnobirthing course
0: amen um your top three essential items for first time mums
1: these really are quick fire questions i haven't i haven't had (laughs) preparation um the the top three things for for new mums oh my goodness oh my goodness i feel like a complete mind blank i feel like actually you know when you're shopping when you're a first time mum, you need very little and i think that you know you people ask for lists and there's these massive lists and lots of costly items but actually you need so little for your baby when they're born you know you need nappies whether you're using real nappies or disposable nappies you need some plain you know cotton baby suits that make ease of changing like really you know like just little vests and poppers and that kind of thing that just makes it easy and a place for your baby to sleep whether that's like a little side crib or a moses basket um and maybe a either something to um, swaddle your baby in or a little um, sleeping bag that's suitable for a newborn, but you really don't need a lot of things. So I guess in terms of shopping advice, I think keep it simple because once your baby's there and you know who they are and you know their personality, you can obviously shop online for other bits and pieces. But I think when you don't need to rush out and spend loads of money and buy loads of things initially, I think try and keep it simple. You need a place for them to sleep, Nappies and some basic clothes that are easy for changes because you're going to be changing them all the time. <laughs> so something that's easy.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I I feel like we're under a lot of pressure these days because we are just marketed to left from left, right, and centre. And I felt this enormous pressure to have everything in the beautiful nursery ready. And and actually, I kept it very minimal, and I just bought as I went. And
1: and the nurseries, right. the nurseries, right. the biggest.
0: Lot. The things you've named are literally all you need. You don't need anything else. And then, as you go, you can get, but you know, you might, you might need a few more bits, or you think that that will suit my baby, but you really don't need more than that. And a lot of people invest so much in these big ticket items, and then they go, "I don't want to invest in a course," when that's going to help you a lot more than you know the beautiful changing table that you're literally not going to use for the first six months
1: (laughs) and like how often do people use changing tables like in my experience you just change your you change your baby where you are so if you're downstairs you just put them on the floor on like a little changing mat like you just change your baby where you are and i think yeah you end up buying this furniture that you really don't need so i would definitely say invest in some decent birth education over furniture that you don't need and setting up a nursery completely unnecessary because for the first six months you're likely to have your baby sleeping in the room with you so they don't need a nursery a separate room at all so you can absolutely do that once your baby's here and you know what they're like and yeah you can create that space with them but you don't need to do that when you're pregnant
0: yeah I mean we're still not using the nursery slash study so um what one item you thought you would use as a first-time mum but didn't and again I ask this because so many people buy so many things for you what was a non-essential item
1: oh gosh I mean there's probably loads loads of things I, I'm I'm my littlest one is about to turn five this is <laughs> And, and you know you said about how do i manage with the children and work i'm like my memory's gone <laughs> my ability to rem- remember things i think um for me personally i know a lot of people feel very differently is i bought a sling and i bought a pram like a travel system and a car seat and all of these things and actually i didn't get on with the sling at all and i much preferred using the pushchair for my my child when they were little um, or for all of them and I wouldn't have known that I suppose necessarily so I su- I guess my advice would be to try things out you know you don't need to again like I say buy everything in advance like try it out if you can borrow a sling from someone to give it a go or in the UK we have things like sling libraries where you can go and try out different I'm ones taking- or even I guess you can go to a shop you know and try it out once your baby's there and try it on and walk around and see if it's comfortable so yeah, I, I personally didn't get along with with slings and I'd bought all of this in advance. Like I bought a buggy, I bought the travel system, I bought the car seat, I bought the sling. Um, and all of those are expensive items and yeah, it wasn't necessary. So for me, it was a sling and my advice would be once your baby's here, you know, try or borrow from people and try it. And then if you like it, then go and get it
0: yeah definitely i i did that actually with a couple of things i borrowed from girlfriends and some things we got on with and some things i thought i'm so glad i didn't buy that because it yeah it's it's not for us and for us the sling was one of them as well she just didn't want to be worn she didn't like it um
1: also i suppose like a dedicated changing bag (laughs) i think yeah those unnecessary items like we talked about the baby changing table you know i never used a baby changing table and yeah, like things that are dedicated, like a dedicated changing bag. You know, you could just use any bag, really. Um, you know, treat yourself to a bag that you like. And certainly there are some really nice changing bags on the market. And yeah, they're really nice and I still use mine. I've got a Tiber and Marl bag that I still use now. But um, having to buy a bag that you don't really like the look of, but it's a changing bag, I would say big no. Choose a bag you like.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can get these like felt inserts on Amazon for next to nothing that you can put in any bag. Um and so you've got the few compartments um if, if you need that. So yeah, get a bag that you like. I'm animal print obsessed and I managed to find, as you can probably see in the background, I managed to find um a leopard print pram and it came with a with a changing bag that I actually loved. So I was I was really chuffed. I was like, that's great. <laughs> um perfect. What's one thing nobody warned you about before becoming a mum?
1: And um, that would be the night sweats. So after your baby's born, it doesn't happen to everybody. But when your milk comes in, it's really common to was um, not just normal sweat, like wake up saturated in sweat. So you're totally soaking and it's a hormonal thing to do with your milk coming in. And nobody told me about that. So when it happened with my first, I genuinely thought I must have some awful virus that I'd like woken up like all wet through this like my pajamas um but actually it's a really common occurrence that can happen and it's just a sign that your milk's coming in and your hormones are changing and since I've spoken about it so many people like that happened to me I thought I was dying how are so many women going through this thinking they're dying (laughs) why don't we know that that's a really normal occurrence
0: yeah I I mean the milk coming in nobody warned me that that would actually hurt more than birth um
1: Yeah, there are so many things I mean and the postpartum blood loss no one talks about that so a lot of people don't expect to have blood loss after they've given birth but you know that can go on for for weeks and weeks and weeks
0: yeah these things just have to be spoken about more so they're not such a shock um yeah because yeah it's, the the milk coming in I I really didn't even know that I heard it as a, as a phrase that people say oh then your milk comes in and then you feed your baby I didn't know what that process involved um, so i i was yeah. a star for my birth education but i failed miserably when it came to the postpartum education and i'm catching up now
1: but that's what the postpartum pack is hopefully you know kind of filling that gap and helping people to have just as much education and be just as informed for the fourth trimester as they were when they were preparing for birth What's your favourite thing about being a mum? The cuddles and the fact that they love you and that when they talk, they start to talk is amazing and the conversations that I have with them and when I go to school to pick them up, I'm just excited to see them and yeah, it's like the biggest love story of your life and yeah, it's incredible. And when they hug you and they talk to you and it's, yeah, it's absolutely incredible.
0: And finally, Siobhan, what does motherhood mean to you in three words?
1: It's a huge responsibility. I think not just the obvious responsibility of of keeping them alive, the responsibility of being a role model, I think, is that. That's what it feels like, a big responsibility. It's also... um, an amazing opportunity to play you know to have fun in your life and to play and so much of adulthood when you take away being a parent is quite heavy you know just being an adult and you lose that sense of play and fun but through having children I think there's that amazing opportunity to to have that play and fun in your life so I think it's half heavy responsibility and half fun um, and also it's love so much love um so I suppose those are the three things that motherhood means to me off the cuff (laughs) responsibility love and fun
0: Siobhan thank you so much I'm honestly such a fan of your work I think you are an inspiration and you help so many women achieve a positive birth which for a lot of us going into this seems impossible you know the narrative that we grow up with and the things we see on tv is that birth is painful it's just something you're going to have to get through and you get your wonderful baby at the end of it but it's actually going to be a really awful ordeal and you are changing that so thank you so so much and i'll put all the links to where people can find you in the show notes below where they can find your youtube channel download the app um and your instagram so thank you so much
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, like, thank you and for all all your kind words. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Big thank you once again to the wonderful Siobhan. You can find links to the Positive Birth Company's Instagram, website, and their amazing YouTube channel in the show notes below. You can also find links below to our social media accounts, including the Friday's Child Facebook community. This is a group I have created in the hope to share positive birth stories, along with parenting life hacks, tips and tricks, general advice and much more. And finally, I would be so grateful if you could show some love and please rate, review and subscribe to Friday's Child, the podcast to help us reach more wonderful mummers. Until next time, thank you for listening.